You are listening to The Secrets of Middle-Earth on sqpn.com. The battle for Middle-Earth is about to begin. Where do you travel to find Middle-Earth? How can you fight the shadows of Angmar? created the dwarves. I thought I'd die fighting side by side with an elf. Why are elves immortal? You will linger on in darkness and in doubt. It's nightfall in winter that comes without a star. What is the ultimate evil of Sauron? Join me on a quest for answers through the books, the movies, and the games that tell us the legendary adventures of hobbits, dwarves, men, and elves in Tolkien's Middle-earth. Hello and welcome back to The Secrets of Middle-earth. I'm here with Dave, Inge, and Laura, and we are going to head back into Angmar because we've only uh, explored the uh, western part of Angmar, the part with all the dragons, but this time I think I want to know a little bit more about the eastern part of Angmar, and so here we go. So I'm now um, uh, heading into Angmar. I'm actually I'm glad I'm doing this during the day because this can be a very very dark place, um, but. Angmar is, is one of the regions that is very much uh, the the well one of the places of evil uh, where, where um, wasn't this also where the witch king used to hang out? Yes, yes, it's it's very much a place of evil. So I'll tell you a little bit about Angmar. Um, sure. In the middle of the Third Age, when the northern kingdom of Arnor that we talked about last week had already split into those three kingdoms, Arthedain, Rudar, and Cardalon. And uh, those, those are names you'll see in, um, you know, if you're questing around this area, you'll see those names come up. Um, but the but Sauron decided to take advantage of this weakness of the kingdom, and he sent his lieutenant up to the up to the north, and he founded the the region of Angmar, which was vast and covered um, areas on both sides of the Misty Mountains. But nobody realized who this who this person was or or thing. I guess um, they just called him the Witch King. It wasn't until later they realized he was actually the the head of the Ring race. Um, and uh, so uh, this is an area populated by um, not just evil creatures, orcs and things like that, mm -hmm. and, um, but also the native hill people sort of went over to Angmar and became evil people too. So... Now I, I just um, and then came, yeah I just oh, came across we talked about the the Battle of Fornos last time and that's um, that was uh, 700 years after the start of Angmar that's kind of where where Angmar fell and the Witch King was expelled from the north. Right, I I, I just um, passed this camp uh, of well pretty big fellows called Earthkins or, or it's the Earthkin and they you know they seem to be almost like they look a bit like. Um, you know, Native, Native Americans are very um, strong warrior type uh, 
well, semi-giants yeah. almost, and they, they have well, a camp here at the beginning yeah. of, of, of Angmar. These aren't the hill people. These are a race of giants. Okay. That some some of them are allied with Angmar and some of them aren't. So and and Tolkien makes a few references to giants mm-hmm. kind of in passing. So so the, so we're discovering them, as it were. So I'll still have to look for uh, see if I can find a settlement of uh, of, of the hillmen that, that might hang out in these areas. Um, let me turn it to the left here. There's another passage I can see. A road. Uh, it's it's very vague, but I can still, I still have the impression that this will lead me to uh, a settlement or something like that. Otherwise, it, there wouldn't be a path. And I think there it is in the distance. The the sky is, by the way, is turning completely red, and uh, and there's even something that looks a bit like lighting lightning in the skies, or there's some weird light effect up up in the sky. And on one of the mountains in the distance there's this huge structure it looks like a fortress or something as a big stone wall and below that at the foot of those mountains there is a settlement of hunters and i think that these are actually the hillmen laura that you just mentioned yeah and i wanted to mention about the sky the sky the sky looks like what you'd see after a volcano erupts all the ash in the sky and the lightning going through that's what it looks like to me exactly Mm -hmm. yeah now the settlement and Angmar is a very volcanic country there's there's uh, the the same type of things that you might see in um, places that have volcanoes like eastern California or Iceland yeah you you see the sulfur deposits and And this dark very dark dark stone you know this is very uh, Mm -hmm. you know there's almost nothing here that that all the trees in this settlement are dead which is also something that you see around volcanoes right like the Mm -hmm. the the, the Mm -hmm. trees they they still stand there but but there is just no water in the in the soil so Uh, Or they were just blasted by the last eruption, the heat of the last volcanic eruption, too. The hillmen built their uh, settlement here uh, around a pool of of very dark, uh, looks very muddy water. Um, And I'm I'm currently uh, riding my horse over a a wooden bridge to the center. There's a big tent here. Um, And this looks almost like a place of worship. Um, But... I'm not sure if the if this is a religious thing or not, um, and I'm I'm actually you hear that noise. I think there's a there's a marketplace or something in the distance there. Let me just go and explore. Uh, a lot of tents here. Strange names: Booth Luik, and this guy is called Ferad Feradak and Gwirman and Eilig. <laughs> And I believe a lot of these names that you'll see are sort of Finnish sounding. Yeah. I don't know any Finnish at all, but um, I've heard comments that some of them are just direct, directly Finnish words. Could be. They've got beautiful uh, clothes and uh, tapestries here. Like this guy, Kranog, is uh, wearing an definitely armor, but also he's got these beautiful red robes and a hat with feathers on it and uh, there's a sword on his uh, ride or two swords actually which indicates that he's a warrior 
Yeah. So these would be like the native people of, of Middle Earth as opposed to the, the rangers of the Dunedain who had come here from Numenor across the sea. Okay. So these are these are more the almost like um, they're Aboriginal people. Yeah. Well, they definitely uh, have a bit of uh, an, an I don't know. Is there, I, I think there are influences here uh, in a way that they're depicted um, of of also Indian culture. I mean the Indians, the Native Americans, uh, not the Indians from India. They have mm-hmm. a, a, a small farm here, they're keeping pigs. <laughs> It's always interesting to see how they make a living, but they just, you know, pigs apparently uh, can withstand the harsh environment pretty well. And I think I saw on an earlier visit also a place where they used to keep, oh, they're making some music. They used to have these, um, uh, you know, these big elephant type animals that they would keep, probably for their- the aurochs. Yeah, for their skin or, so here's a camp. Like big cows. Yeah, like yeah, grazing cows, but very dangerous if they get nervous and angry. Um, and so there must be a way to uh, travel deeper into Angmar. Yeah, I and, think if you just uh, keep going the way you're yeah, going, you should run I into think, it. I think here we see some hunters guarding the exit, basically, to... Uh, an area that is in the valley below here and and let me just pause here and take a look there are huge mountains over there in the distance much taller than any of the other mountains that i've seen so far in middle earth and um i see some more city-like fortresses this is not just one castle this looks like a like a city over there in the distance and all the trees down below in this valley are dead they're just gray. Nice and green. Oh, it's a terrible, terrible place. And now, right now, I'm standing, you know, close to the settlement, so you still have this kind of cozy music. But if I ride my horse a little beyond this, I think that will the, the atmosphere will soon become very grim. And you hear the <laughs> the animals in the background. There are some wargs here, and uh, called Scara hunters, and some orc-like apes you never know it's so they look a bit like they remind me of the the creatures that we came across in the the, the gray mountain the, the misty, misty mountains yeah. and it looks like the ground the, is uh, covered with volcanic ash too yes everything i don't is, think the witch king made the environment a uh, strong part of his administration well isn't that funny that that you know evil seems to hang out in in ugly places whereas if you go to the the elven areas it's all beautiful and even nature seems to kind of well, take take advantage think, of the overall moral atmosphere by showing its nice side <laughs> well i think i think another thing too is that in, in tolkien's works evil makes the land that it occupies ugly that, that exactly that's, yeah, it gets that's twist, a, twisted yeah it's a that's a powerful theme that uh, good people tend to live in harmony with the land and take care of it, and bad people tend to exploit it and destroy it. Yeah. Um, you know, Sauron, Sauron's orcs go around burning things and mm-hmm. cutting down trees, just, you know, just on principle. Or Saruman, uh, that's with uh, in Isengard, he almost makes a factory and burns trees to 
to yeah. make the iron for the weapons of the of his armies and every everything. Oh, and also, you see that see that in the in the movies that it's first beautiful area, and then when the ends come uh, with the hobbits, then it's 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 ruined. And which is which is also which is also I mean uh, there's debate about this, but. It could be a bit of a metaphor for the industrial revolution and and indus the industry kind of uh, destroying what is natural, but I don't know how how much of a theme that was in Tolkien's mind. Uh, you know, well, it was a big theme, yeah. definitely. Yeah. He didn't yes, like industry at, at all. He wouldn't like it if we said it was a if it, that he was using a metaphor. But, well, exactly. But, uh, that's what I'm afraid but, of. But he <laughs> certainly felt that way. He he was not a big fan of what the Industrial Revolution did to the English countryside. And, uh, and, and you know, Treebeard says of Saruman uh, as a criticism that he had a mind of, of um, metal and wheels uh, and, not, and that he gave very little thought to living things anymore. Uh, and I'm sure the Witch King of I'm sure the the Witch King of Angmar was was the same way. That since, especially since his mission going up there was to destroy the North Kingdoms, uh, wherever he could pillage and plunder and blast and destroy. I'm sure that was a priority. But it's not a team only in uh, Tolkien's world. Uh, you see it also in Star Wars, for example. If you have the bad guys, they uh, their ships are industrial type ships, and yes. if you have the the good guys who have much nicer, much more organic chips. Yeah. Tolkien definitely uh, influenced also George Lucas um, in, in the way that he told his stories. Hey, by the way, I've actually entered a new area here. Um, this is east of of Angmar, or at least of the part of Angmar that was so you know, dark and uh, full of volcanic looking structures. This is a more open area and um, it's still surrounded by mountains but the the in the middle it's all open and you've got these volcanic pools of green water and the sky has turned a very nasty sick looking green you can tell that my horse is getting very nervous <laughs> looks like los angeles <laughs> <laughs> Actually, where is that in middle the, earth the pools look a lot like what you'd see at yellowstone yeah. You see these um, kind of towers built out of sulfur coming out of these bubbling hot springs that's in this volcanic area. Yeah. So that's what, it, that's what it looks like to me. It's an oppressive, smelly, stinky atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And the, the presence of water and heat has definitely uh, been a good breeding ground for uh, different types of, of monsters. So we've got the same worms here, flame worms, uh, but we also have these swamp lurkers that are also uh, living in other parts of Middle-earth, especially in the Lone Lands. And wow, look at that! There is this huge um, scaly creature. It looks like a huge turtle, but with a very menacing looking uh, 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 armor with with big spikes on it, and I'm not going to get closer to those. And there, of course, there are plenty of flies and you know nasty, stingy insects. And I just hope that I can steer away <laughs> so that they won't attack me. Now I don't know exactly where this is leading me, but it's a very interesting area. Because I think it will lead me deeper into the really dangerous part of Angmar. I, I know that somewhere up north there, there is a city called Karn Doom or Dune? Karn Doom? 
Khartoum. And what, what, what can you tell me about that city, about that place? Well, that's the that's the capital city of Angmar, and that's where the Witch King settled when he when he came to Angmar, and he kind of ruled from there. So we don't we don't know a lot about it. Um, Tolkien never doesn't talk about it much, except to refer yeah. to it sometimes, like um, when the hobbits run into get caught in the barrows um, and get caught by the barrow whites. Mary has that dream about the 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 uh, forces from Karndum. Uh, overrunning everything, so, uh, so that's kind of the the focus of all the evil in Angmar. I mean, Angmar's bad enough, but Karn Doom is really the focus of the evil. So it's probably not going to be a cozy place. <sighs> no. Talking mm-hmm. about evil, I am approaching a whole row of huge, I mean, huge statues of. It almost looks like a cross between a a, a dragon, a human figure, and and a, a snail or a snake or a worm. Uh, the tail is a worm, and then they've they've got um, horned heads. Very uh, looks almost like demonic heads, and and big wings, just like the uh, like the dragons. Oh boy! And when I get closer to it, my vision is narrowing, and I'm having a hard time. Is it sapping power? It's definitely, yeah, it's sapping power away. Like They're guardians of Angmar, I think. And I just got like a flash. The, uh, I, can, I could just see the eye of Sauron appearing. And like my, the guardians of uh, Mordor. Yes. That, uh, that Frodo and Sam run into when they try to enter Mordor. This is scary. My vision is almost turning into black and white, and it get, gets all blurry and fuzzy. These definitely looked like demonic statues, and uh, wow, this is a foreboding for I think the evil that we uh, will encounter if we proceed to go to the west and to the north, to the to the northeast actually of of this area. We're in Ramas Deluan. You hear these sounds? It's ah, it's creepy here. Like like lightning uh, crackling or something like that. Well, I think actually the gargling noises are made by these fire worms, these these slippery, slimy creatures that are walking around here around these uh, these. Pools of volcanic, eru- volcanic water or whatever it is, or sulfuric pools. I think there's some evil hillmen. They, I think they build a settlement over there on this on this hill. Yeah, I think my horse wants me to go around it instead of uh, confronting uh, <laughs> the, the inhabitants of this settlement. And actually, I might I might agree with my horse that that's probably a wise thing to do. I'm heading towards an area called Nangurth. And I think it's at the end of this... Uh, of, there's a wall of... A, kind of a... Again, looks like a volcanic rock formation on my left and then some 
big mountains right there in front of me, and I think if I turn left, I might be able to to uh, to get into a, a different a different region here. I wanted to mention too that um, even though Tolkien doesn't really talk about it, we can see that Angmar has has come back into power, and there's. Um, some someone they call the false king called Mordreth, who's now up in Karndum, and he's a steward of the Witch King or steward of the the Lord of the Nazgul, and he's he's running the show now. Well, I think I just came a little bit closer to him because all of a sudden the whole atmosphere has changed dramatically. Uh, whereas near these sulfuric pools, it was hot and damp and s extremely smelly. I've now entered a region. That is cold. It started to rain. There's a slight drizzle, and part of the mountains are, are kind of almost barely visible because of a, the mist that uh, starting to appear. There's a gate here, a, a large stone gate with two reliefs of, I think they look like hellhounds guarding the entrance to definitely a, a hellish region here. And I think that this area is infested, actually, with uh, whites. And uh, this, for instance, is an iron-bound slave. He looks like a bit like a, a cross between a vampire and a mummy and a zombie. And the fact that these are slaves is actually very interesting. Oh, he saw me. Because I just read up on the history of the or the origin of the orcs. And according to what I read, actually the, um, the orcs, you know, they have these pointed ears. Um, and, and according to lore, uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, these were actually enslaved elves that were yeah. corrupted uh, yes. during the time of their slavery. Is that correct? Yes, I think in a similar realm, there's a um, sundry between the good elves of the there's a, like in heaven there was just good angels and bad angels and the fallen angels were now demons. Mm -hmm. Something similar happened in Tolkien's world as well, but I think Laura knows more details about that. Yeah, it's it's a little bit different. Um, these are elves that uh, uh, Morgoth captured, and we're not exactly sure what happened, but somehow they became the race of the orcs. Yes. And we don't know if the spirits of the elves are inhabiting the orc bodies, if they actually were elves that somehow were bred to be orcs. It's not perfectly clear exactly what happened, but but they basically took because Morgoth is not able to create life on his own. He's he's not God. He can't do that. He's just so corrupting. He has to take things and corrupt them to right. his evil purposes. Well, talking about corruption, right? there in front of me is a very, very, very dangerous, dangerous creature. It, it is, um, huh, might have been in the past a beautiful female elf, but it is called a Moraval, and it has kind of bird-like feet, and, and, and her mm. hands have these small wings. Um, it, it is almost as if Morgoth at one point crossed Elves and and dragons, perhaps. And well, there was some. I, I tried to look something up about them, and there is some reference to Sauron actually experimenting, making 
you know, doing some strange experiments. And Tolkien doesn't exactly say what, but maybe this is one of the results of one of those experiments. And I think she, she just saw me. Uh, and even though this is... Well, she's making these horrible sounds. Oh, she knocked me unconscious. She's very, very strong. Sounds like a chicken. Yeah, she's, she's like a bird lady. Definitely mean bird lady. I hope I'm gonna win this fight. <laughs> she's extremely strong. Keeps generating herself, regenerating herself. Oh no, I just lost power. Wow, that was close. That was close. Sure was. I was almost completely dead. And now she's she's lying there. She's uh yeah, look at her feet. It's all yeah. Definitely bird-like red feet, but she's uh, otherwise just wearing a very skimpy outfit, and she, her hair is gray, and her claws, her hands, they, they have these wing-like extensions. It's just a, a nasty creature, and the sound that she made, ah, makes me feel less guilty of attacking a female uh, adversary here. And there's a big green, almost fluorescent uh, spider some nasty looking bats and I'm getting closer and closer to the city of Karn Doom and I think it would be wise for me to not proceed and instead uh, try to find a settlement where I can uh, where I can find some shelter and uh, regain my strength because um, this this area not only has these corrupted creatures that might be a result of uh, some evil experimenting by Sauron, but I also know that this area is infested with uh, hillmen that have gone to the the evil side, and uh, they are heavily armed. Uh, they might actually a part of their extreme power might also come from the power of Sauron himself. I'm not sure, but it's it's like the most dangerous area where I've ever been here in, in Middle-earth. So, if you will excuse me, I think that I am going to chicken out here and, <laughs> and stop my, <laughs> my journey. That's quite all right. Um, and uh, we, will, uh, we will definitely uh, come back to uh, this area later on in, in one of our episodes. Um, and, and, of course, there will be many more uh, uh, trips and, and ex explorations in, in Middle-earth. But this episode wraps up um, our first season of, of episodes uh, dedicated to the secrets of Middle-earth. And uh, we are going on a short hiatus uh, to prepare uh, an, another series, another, our, second uh, our second season, I should say, of, uh, of uh, Middle-earth adventures. But in the meantime, you can always follow our adventures by um, visiting our blog, which people can find at middleearth.sqpn.com. So that's middleearth.sqpn.com. And 
while we are recording these new episodes of the of the second season, you can you can also join us live while we are exploring uh, Middle Earth. I'm actually broadcasting the the video of of, of everything that we talk about um, via UStream, and I am posting announcements for these recordings on uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. So if you follow me on twitter.com slash fatherroderick, I will let you know when we record, whenever we record a new episode. So you, you will get a sneak preview even before we formally officially launch our, uh, our uh, second season of Adventures in Middle-Earth. In the meantime, uh, Dave, where can people reach us uh, with their questions and suggestions and comments? I believe it is Tolkien at sqpn.com. Exactly. We're also um, active on Facebook. Laura, where, where is that yes, exactly? Yes, we have a Secrets of Middle Earth fan page. So we're, we're posting there pretty regularly. So And people can put comments and posts on the wall there too. More information uh, about the, the panel members and where you can find them on the web. Uh, all that will be in the show notes that you can find at sqpn.com. And just uh, look for the Secrets of Middle Earth. Well, Laura, Dave, uh, Inge, it was a, a pleasure to travel through these uh, areas, even though uh, the areas itself are not really a cause for pleasure. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> but I, I felt I felt a bit safer with you as my guides because you know a lot about these areas. Uh, thank you for being on the show, and um, looking forward to uh, traveling some more in Middle Earth with you all. Yes, it's fun fun for me too. And to uh, thank you, Father. Well, and most of all, thanks to our listeners for, uh, for accompanying us on this journey. Let us know what you think of this show. Leave a review on iTunes and spread the word because we need you to uh, let people know that this show is out there. From Middle Earth, I'm saying goodbye, stay safe, and, uh, well, what's, what's, a good, what's a good goodbye, farewell? You know what? I'll let Bilbo end the show, as usual. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. I bid you all a very fond farewell. Bye. SQPN, leading the way in Catholic new media.